0: All right, you've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio, the realest show on the radio here in central Mississippi. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am Clay Edwards. We are live here in the Clay Edwards Show dot com Studios. My guest this Wednesday morning is Mr. Sean Yurtkron from right there. He's our local white liberal from Bell our local Bellhaven liberal here uh in the studio with me for another day of uh Agreeing about a few things and disagreeing about a few things, <laughs> and uh, I mean the the, the nexus of, of Sean's appearances on this on this show was to do kind of a law call show where you'd call him, you know, ask some legal questions, he'd give you a little free advice or whatever, point you in the right direction on some things, maybe. But man, we just the Jackson Trash Crisis is just overtaking that for the time being, and maybe we'll we'll get back to that. And if, heck, if you do have any questions, feel free to call in and ask them. But uh, <clears throat> what we got Sean on for right now is it's day eleven of the Jackson Trash Crisis. And it is not getting any better, any faster out there. Sean, um, well, real quick, if you want to call in today, 601-879-0002. If you want to text the show, the Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944. At 725, when we come back from our first break, I've got a bunch of information we're going to expose of the, allegedly, uh, in detail, how the Lumumbas and their inner circle are profiting off of this, off of this um trash contract with Richard's disposal, how they will profit from it. So we're going to, we're going to expose that if that's the word you want to choose. And I, I say educate, we're going to educate y'all on this. Because we've been saying this for a long time and finally got the puzzle fully put together to the best of our understanding last night, thanks to some very investigative and inquisitive listeners out there who are plugged in. So I do appreciate you all for the information, and I feel confident about it to uh, bring it to air this morning. But again, we'll say, allegedly. Uh, and, And look, I'm not even saying any of this is illegal. I'm just saying that it stinks, and you need to see... How it all works. You need to see how these folks are all gonna profit and their buddies are gonna profit while you suffer. While you're not able to get your trash picked up, they're gonna be profiting. We're gonna explain this to you. But we're gonna we're gonna wait. Call a friend, call a family member, tell them to tune it to 103.9, FM if they can't pick it up, if they can't they don't have a radio inside the house. Tell them to go to WYAB.com and click listen live. And we are going to make this happen. If they got tune in, they can search WYAB. If they got Alexa, search WYAB. And we're going to uh, we're gonna talk about it this morning. We're going to open the phone lines up. You know, fair or foul? I mean, I understand, this is how politics works. But I want you all to see how this works. Because I think some of y'all have just been bought in, hook, line, and sinker to the blackety-black, black, black part of all this. And you're not allowed to question none of that. But I think you should when you ain't got garbage being picked up. Let's just jump in. We already got a phone call this morning. Hey, good morning, caller. You're on there.
1: Hey, Clay. I was just had a question for Sean about a district attorney role. I don't understand how they can pick and choose what to prosecute not.
2: How they can pick and choose what to prosecute? Well, under uh, yeah, what
1: laws they prosecute, and and I thought it was their job to, uh, if someone breaks the law to prosecute it. I just it seems like, that now we're living in a time where, mm-hmm. you know, if they don't want to prosecute somebody for something, they just don't. And I, I, how did that ever get to become a thing?
2: Yeah, I mean that's correct. You know, it, you have kind of wide discretion as district attorney. You. You, the, the way it works, the police go out. Of course, they arrest people, and they work up the case, and they bring the file to the district attorney's office. Now, the district attorney can choose to present something to the grand jury or not present something to the grand jury. Or they can do – they can recommend what's called – they can present it and recommend what's called a no bill, which means they don't want it to be indicted. So uh, I don't know if there's anything that requires them to prosecute certain cases – and I, they have they have wide discretion to do that, though they they can they can pick. Has it can, always
1: been like that? That's what I, just, I, I I just don't understand how that's all of a sudden just it's almost like you know the laws don't matter. It's just whatever I decide to, I want to have, you know, enforced.
2: Right. Uh, you know, I started in January first of two thousand eight, and ever since that time, it was that way. You have got to kind of pick and choose what you went with. Um, and, as far as I know, that's the way it still is that you can you you as the elected district attorney, have that kind of discretion to decide what case that you wanna that you want to present to the grand jury that you want to take to trial, and you have discretion whether you want to um dismiss that case once it's indicted, you want to plead it you want to take it to trial. you have all that power and I mean that's why you know you have to pay attention when you when you vote for somebody for that office. It's a very serious job.
1: Well, I appreciate your information. I've been so confused about that lately. Sure, because, uh, absolutely. That clears it up.
0: Yep. Thank you, brother.
1: Thanks.
0: Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Uh, we see a lot of this lately with these, the the this rash of Soros-funded DAs. That, that's the big thing going on in, mm-hmm. in conservative circles. That's, that's a lot of talk. That's right. a lot of the scuttlebutt. And it's like, why are these DAs choosing not to prosecute these violent felon, felony crimes? But then at the end of the day, they go on this witch hunt for Trump, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and similar type stuff, right? Uh, uh, Jody Owens, right here in Jackson, somebody had text oh. on the Guns of your text line and wanted your opinion on the Anthony Fox trial. Mm-hmm. You now, what did you think about that? And there, that's another one where you see killers getting out on these small bonds. Mm-hmm. Then you see, and I know the DA doesn't set the bond. Yeah, right. You know, that's the judges. But you you, you see like a, you see a lot of catch okay. and release. But then you see somewhere like Anthony Fox that that became
2: their hill to die on over there when I mean, clearly the evidence just does not point that way. Well, let me let me touch on the bond issue first. I think there's a lot of confusion about what bond is. Uh, you know, it's a lot of times people think it's punitive, but it's not. It's not supposed to punish you, right? I mean, if you're If you get charged with a crime, depending on the severity of it, you're going to get a bond set. Now, it doesn't need to be because you were charged with murder that you're going to get a $10 million bond, right? And I think a lot of people think, well, okay, well, so-and-so was charged with whatever crime. The bond should be just unpayable or they can't bond out of jail. And that's just not the case. It's supposed to secure your attendance at trial. That's all it's supposed to do. Now, there's different circumstances where if if there's evidence that you're a danger to the community – then the bond, you either get a real high bond or get no bond in those circumstances. But you have to go through a process for that. So that's the first thing. I think you, know, you hear a lot of like, oh, God, this guy got this bond, this bond. Well, I mean, the judge has to evaluate a lot of different factors when granting bond. And I don't know in specific instances what, they've, what they look at that they've given these low bonds that everybody's talking about and why these people are getting out. And, and surely that's a problem. People get out on a bond and then they go and commit another crime. And that's a, that's a really common thing.
0: Yes, it, it is. Well, I mean, I guess the higher the bond, is supposed to secure your attendance.
2: Or well, yeah, I mean, well, I think when people want the high bond, so they'll stay in jail. Which of course, we've got a jail out in Raymond that there ain't a whole lot of room, and it's it's obviously had its problems over the last decade and a half. So that's that's another issue here. I mean, where you know where are you gonna where you know you can't give somebody that stole a car a. $200,000 bond because can't keep anyway. where are you going to keep them? I mean, and that's that's a, that's an issue too. And then, of course, that happened a lot during my tenure. So say somebody goes out and he steals a car and he gets maybe a $10,000 bond or a $20,000 bond. He gets out and then he goes arm rob somebody and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy got out on bond. Well, I mean, the charge that we had was an auto theft. It wasn't something violent. It was I mean, People steal cars all the time, and you don't give them a crazy bond. So that happens a lot, and I think the public looks at it like, oh, my God, the guy was out on you know some felony, and, and he uh, committed a more violent crime. Now, of course, there's been cases where they've committed a violent crime, given a low bond, out again, and then they committed another violent crime. And I think that's the problem that people have well, yeah, when that, that happens.
0: That stuff gets under a microscope. Sure, right. So it's like, well, this was avoidable.
2: Oh, I mean, when I was working the DA's office, whenever there was a case and somebody committed a murder, and you're like, "Oh, wait, I had the other case that was a nonviolent crime," and you know, like, did I agree to the bond? You kind of freak out. You're like, "Oh no, it's not something intentional." You're just looking at the case as it is, and you see a guy charged with something a nonviolent crime, and you, you know, may agree to the bond or you may not argue against it.
0: Now, do you look at his criminal history at that point?
2: Sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if he's got some violent crimes, and that's different. You know, then you would you would be like, "Okay, well, I'm not gonna." agree to a bond or i'm going to argue against a certain you know level of bond but if it's just some guy who's a first-time offender and he's out there again stealing a car by that example then i mean you're not going to sit there and be like man this guy needs a you know five hundred thousand dollar bond i mean you're not going to do that yeah you know and that, this is one of the
0: things talked to david archie about a couple of weeks ago when he was on here was <clears throat> this need this obviously we didn't we didn't reinvent the wheel with this conversation we just rehashed an old conversation mm-hmm. this need for a um, misdemeanor holding facility, yeah, and went while Hinds County's choosing to put all this millions and millions of dollars into the old Meps Center there on State South Station, processed
2: through there when I went to the Marine Corps, yeah. I know it very well, yep. yeah.
0: And when I tried to go up, pro- process there too, <laughs> ended up having to go to the New Orleans one. Still, yeah, I went,
2: I went to there when I actually shipped, yeah. Still,
0: yeah. still got turned away for being a deaf. Oh, but, but it wasn't oh. from a
2: lack of effort.
0: Hey, it wasn't yeah. from a lack of effort, but they're wasting that money turning that into some administrative buildings for Hines mm. County. When it w- would have made a good uh, misdemeanor holding facility. Mm-hmm. Now they're t- talking about spending $100 million or so to build a new jail there on, on the South Jackson Hill, yeah. close to the Henley Young Detention Center. right? You know, in a conversation I didn't even bring up with him is, that may, I look at all these young criminals, these uh, juveniles, literal juveniles mm-hmm. in Jackson, and think, is the better money spent expanding the juvenile detention center, and we can... And re-look at how we uh, punish them.
2: Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that obviously in this city, everybody's seen that crime is now being committed by people under 20. Mm-hmm. I think that you're seeing – heck even people under 18. I think a lot of the crime, especially having a level of – I was
0: shocked when I started really paying attention in 2020 at how many of the homicides were performed by and victims of mm-hmm. – or, or and the victims were 14, 15 years old.
2: Yeah, it, it's it it is it's really sad. Um, it's something you know. It's and it, it's something that seems that it's gotten even during my tenure, which started about 15 years ago. It was a problem, but that problem has been exacerbated over the years to this point where now you're really seeing. A lot of kids under 18 actually i'm using 20s high under 18 mm-hmm. that are committing these crimes but you also have to look at it from the from the the, the lifestyle these kids are, are living right They i used to I remember one time i worked on this uh case where there was a a murder on manship street on the other behind Millsaps, and uh we were out there talking to some witnesses and we we're like well uh you know who who did you see do the shooting and they're like oh it was an old man and like old oh, man, like, okay, well, how old was he? He's like, well, he's like your age, 30. And you know, I was like, 30 at the time. Like, 30 is, you know, that's a long time. When you when you live in that kind of environment, 30 it, is an old man.
0: It, it is. And, you know, I think a lot of us who have kind of escaped the, these poverty areas don't necessarily quite understand that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do because I pay attention to it. Right. But there's a lot of us that, that can't wrap our heads around it. And it's why I, I'm not, I don't necessarily have sympathy because I don't, I, I just, there's a point where you just have to say, it's y'all's problem, not mine. Yeah. But because, you know, if you did, if you weren't having children at the breakneck pace and the father was in the home mm-hmm. and, you you know, there's just a lot of cultural things that are going on that we can't control. Yeah. That they, they can. And you got five- and six-year-olds out on the block with a 13- or 14-year-old uh, mentor, big brother, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. I mean, how I, I, – I laugh sometimes when I think of what how old they can call some of these OGs out there. Right. You know, like and they're twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. Right. It's like, man, that guy made it that guy made it to twenty. Man, yep. you make it to thirty in that game growing mm-hmm. up in that PTSD type environment where it's just high crime, gunshots all the time, uh lack of lack of proper policing and just everything, high crime areas. Man, it's, it's, a, it's a different world.
2: It's it, you know, and Clay, that I, I talk about this a lot with my friends and family over the years. One of the things that always bothered me was that these, seeing these kids in these situations when I was working in the DA's office, because I, I believe at least this is why I believe I believe that kids are not bad inherently, right? When you're you're not a bad 14 year old person, you were you were just not given the right upbringing. I just don't feel like you're evil when you're that age, but somehow you just weren't directed in the right way. And the problem that we used to always say as assistant DAs were you know, the once it got to us, we're not social workers. Yeah. That was that's not our job. Now we'd love to I mean, help these kids as much as we could, but once it gets to us, and there's a violent crime that occurs or something like that, we, there's not much we can do. I mean, we have to at that point. Once they're indicted, another caller talked about forcing the law. You got to enforce the law at that point.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's still growing up in a in a bad environment is a bad card built, a bad card dealt. But you still know that murder's wrong. You still know that stealing cars is wrong. Sure. You know, you still know that armed robbery is wrong, and you chose to do it, and, man, that's the life you chose.
2: You know, I, right. But I, and I understand that, but I just feel like, you know, 14, the way these kids are getting directed are different maybe than you and I were.
0: Sure. How, uh, we've run over a little bit here, but we got two hours. How, I, um, so we got about three more minutes before we go, take, gotta take a break. Mm-hmm. But with that said, um, I like this topic, so I want to stay on it for a second. Sure. Okay. The minors, the mm-hmm. juveniles that are charged with murder and and these really violent crimes in Jackson, how often are they charged as adults?
2: Well, I, if you commit a violent crime, and I'd have to, it, it's or, been. A, it's, or what's the criteria, right. to
0: decide? all right, this one crosses the line. You're going to be charged as an adult.
2: Again, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a while since I prosecuted somebody that age. But what I recall that it was. It's either your. I'll look this up for the next show too. I believe it's you're either sixteen or seventeen. If you commit a crime with a with a deadly weapon then you are you know you are be able to be tried as an adult i agree all yeah. right well, let's
0: let's take a break real quick come back uh we've got some questions from the guns and gear text line we're also going to take a dive into the lumumba's business dealings and uh their friends who are going to benefit from this garbage contract i mean why i'm going to i'm going to ask the question right now and then i'm going to answer it on the other side of this break why is a company from detroit where the lumumba's got their tentacles Going to be the company that gets this garbage can contract where everybody in Jackson has to buy one of these garbage cans and that company is from Detroit. We're gonna find out on the other side of this break. This is the Clay Edwards show live on 103.9 WYAB. My guest in the studio this morning is Sean Yurtkaran. and we'll be right back. Breaking rules when necessary. The streets is talking. The streets is talking, and we listen when the streets talk. We're going to bring that to you here in just a second. But first, y'all know it. This segment is brought to you by, man, I'm really pushing my friends over at Stonington Farm Beef this week. you got two days to get your order in. Today and tomorrow, they're going to be up here in the central Mississippi area Friday making deliveries. They're going to be delivering to Brandon, Ridgeland, and Florence. So whichever one is closest to you, if you want to try that 100% grass-fed, 100% 100% grass-finished, hormone and antibiotic-free beef difference. Get you some Stonington Farm beef. For everything from ground beef to chuck eye to ribeye to skirt steak to a, just buy one steak, porterhouse, whatever, or get a whole cow. It's probably too late to get a whole cow this time around, but hey, don't let me be the one to tell you that. Go to stoningtonfarm.com. And give Miss Katie Stonington a call. The phone number's on there. I try not to get phone numbers out on the radio because most of y'all are driving. You're not going to remember these numbers. Websites are easier to remember. So go to the website, Stonington with two N's, farm.com, and uh, check out their cuts and pricing and all that stuff. I'm telling you, the ground beef, you cannot beat it. The steaks are phenomenal as well, but, you know, they can be a little expensive. But, hey, you do get what you pay for, and you do get high, high quality here. But the ground beef is something we all use all the time. We're getting into hamburger and barbecue season and all that. Man, I'm going to tell you, it's great. I've been making some tacos with my ground beef, Sean, and it is phenomenal. Good
2: stuff. I haven't had it
0: yet. I need to try it. It's really, really good. I mean, you work out every day. I mean, yeah. you're health conscious. And look, beef is good for you. Right, you definitely. Know? Especially if you're on a low-carb diet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm telling you, when you get it without all that crap in it, yeah, man, what a huge difference. I mean, have you mm. ever seen, when you go to... Um, Costco, for example.
2: Mm -hmm. I've never been in Costco here, by the way. I really. I'm a Sam's Club guy. It's closer to my house. Either or, either or. Um, yeah,
0: like it. I just I haven't been to Sam's in a while, but like at Costco, for example, you you have the fresh, uh, the antibiotic-free, steroid-free chicken, right? Organic, I guess, Mm -hmm. what they would call it. Then you have like the regular ones. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal how much larger that steroided-up chicken is compared to
2: that organic normal chicken normal chicken you just yeah. think to
0: yourself if it did that to that chicken and then i eat that it can't be good for me right like it
2: can't be good it looks for like me. one of those guys in the gyms that's on roids is that mm-hmm. what you're saying like you're like oh this is a steroid chicken
0: yes exactly it's just like it's like it can, what's going on internally can't be great
2: soon he needs to be wearing short shorts you know and looking at himself <laughs> in the mirror right flexing the legs <laughs> yeah shout out to
0: all my gym guys this morning um, but look, check out Stonington Farm and get some of that grass fed difference, grass fed, grass finished difference. Some of these places do grass fed, but they do grain finished to fatten up the cows. Not at Stonington Farms. It is all grass, you know. So in, in the in the uh, in the live music world, we used to have this saying about good good musical instruments and good PA. You put crap in, you get crap out. You put quality in, you get quality out. So uh, <clears throat> your food is no different. Your food is absolutely no different. stoningtonfarm.com dot com. Sean. Uh, during the break before I jump into this little mm-hmm. bit of stuff, uh, we we were talking about uh, the what were we talking about the juvenile stuff?
2: Yeah, and I looked up. I kind of did a quick Google search. I think it says here. I never, I've never prosecuted a juvenile before. I was oh. always anybody over eighteen. So I was. I think he, it says thirteen here. And if I'm gonna have to look at that after the show, of course that's a, something I engaged in during my time there, but. It, that's according to the inter- my quick internet search i'll like i said i'll, I'll look the law up there for next what, what is it though what, it says 13 on according to some articles like is as well. young as you can file yeah felony? that's what i was saying right all
0: right and one of the other things we we talked about and this is we talked about this during the break and it's very interesting you mentioned when you were a prosecutor that mm-hmm. you you would try to get people you know on nonviolent crimes maybe get them into ser- the services yeah non-violent.
2: i did uh there's a good friend of mine's a public defender she probably wouldn't mind uh, me saying her name allison kelly and we used to uh, try to get these kids in the military sometimes and it's it's not that easy to do it because if they've got a, a pending indictment you have to dismiss the indictment before and then they have to sign up, so you have to really pick and choose. Who you're going to do that. So, with. so
0: you because because if you drop the indictment, there's a window of opportunity for them to say holla.
2: Right, right, yeah. This is you get kind of scared. At least I used to get kind of scared. It never happened to me. Usually, those yeah. were they were good kids, and they were and the recruiter would come to my office, and that happened on several occasions. Cause so you I'd would hear like,
0: about that because I'm 45. You're what? How old are you? 43.
2: So we're close to the same age. Yeah. You know,
0: growing up, you heard about that a lot, and it mm-hmm. seems like every Hollywood movie that was military based there were some kids in there that got caught stealing cars and right. got told to go to the military or go to jail and they end up in jail next thing you know they're fighting in Vietnam or, yeah. or or wherever whatever the case may be the plot of the movie but but you heard about that a lot like kids who got steered in the right way by 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 a good prosecutor mm-hmm. and by a um a, a good recruiter
2: yeah and that's kind of what i was saying earlier about me think believing you never these hear kids about that anymore. right you don't i mean these kids you know being that they're they're kids they're they're essentially their kids and uh if in the marine corps was such a good experience for me personally it, it, that i always try to say hey look you know if he wants to join the marines i'm totally down with that i think that'll whip anybody into shape and um uh, physically and mentally and so, it,
0: it, it teaches you accountability
2: it does it's, it, it's and um and so you know it, the few instances that we were able to do it it was great it was, and those kids actually end up completing and doing well so that was wonderful to see
0: that is awesome to hear um Okay, so I've got this information here, y'all, that's been sent to me, and I trust it. And uh, I, again, this ain't no earth-breaking, earth-shattering stuff. We've been talking about it here on the show for a few weeks, for, for a good week now. It's day eleven of the Jackson, of the Chakway Jackson trash crisis, the Lumumba trash crisis. I want to make sure that Chakway owns this. Um, and I, I just want to explain to y'all, we've been asking, why is this guy fighting so hard for Richards? It just doesn't make sense why he would be fighting so hard for Richard's disposal. Well, I'm going to read this here to you. And this isn't just about Richard's. This is about some other stuff. And I want to say something right now, too. If you watched that press conference the other day, you saw uh, some of y'all may or may or may not be familiar with who Hondo is. That's uh, that's Chakwe's personal security guard. It's a He fam- was a friend of his dad's a friend of his family. He was a JPD for a long time. Cool name. He had a real cool name, real cool name, and a very interesting-looking dude, a big old dude. I, you know, I'd hate to cross Hondo, but I'm about to. Um, he, uh, <laughs> he, um,
2: you hate, cross people? S- no way. Are you going to do that? <laughs> hey, look,
0: man, no limit soldier here. Uh, it was Somebody asked who Hondo was, and the mayor was explaining that Hondo was his personal security, you know, p- provided by the city, and they were like, well, how much are you paying him? He's like, well, he does it for the for the minimum, and he offered to do it for free, but because of insurance, they can't allow that to happen. And um, I, w- I want to say that he's not doing that out of the goodness of his heart. Hondo got one of the most lucrative contracts that the city or county gives out, and that is to m- monitor the ankle bracelets on people that are on house arrest and probation and whatnot. So Hondo has a very lucrative contract, I believe it's with the county, with Hines County, to do that. So um, I- anything else he does in, in lieu of that, and on top of that, I'm not saying one of, one or the other are combined, but I'm just saying, pay attention. You know, another Lamumba another cohort that's received a big contract. And, that, and that is, that's going to be a theme here. You know, and, and look, I'm not the first person to tell you all that. Most people know that. that. was one of the first things I learned when I discovered who Polo was a couple years ago when he was exposing stuff was about the, um, the uh, Hondo ankle bracelet contract deal. So anyway, right. remember
2: Polo can run for president where we found that out last week. He can run you for can, sheriff <laughs> too. <laughs> he can run for sheriff and he can run for president. So.
0: Well, that's uh, all right. So this is some, some stuff I've got here about the Jackson garbage stuff. I, I'm, I'm going to read directly as it came to me. And I want to emphasis with all of this is allegedly, you know, but we're just going to, we like to explore all options and we like to throw it all out there and let you make your mind up and let you question the your politicians about these things. So let's see here. It says, uh, for all those saying that this is a peeing match, it's not. It's the mayor steering all of the subcontractors to friends. There's three subcontractors that go with Richards. And this is the one that really perked my ears up the other day when I read it on Kingfish's site about all these garbage cans they want everybody in Jackson to have to buy. I mean, that, that's, that's why this is such a sticking point. Like, they want everybody to have to buy this garbage can. And, okay, well, I got it. Well, why can't we get those from a Mississippi company? I mean, just the first thing that comes to my mind, it had to be from a company in Detroit. So here we go. A plastic manufacturer in Michigan associated with one of the Lumumba's largest contributors, a lawyer from Detroit, who is not licensed in Mississippi, he was a friend of Lamumba's father and donated $10,000 to his election campaign. That is the garbage con. That is for the garbage cans. Then here's a software company founded when Lumumba took office, run by a guy with two names. The guy was on Lumumba's transition team, and his only clients are city contracts. He's been sued by the city and the state auditor previously. A construction company with no office or phone number, whose LLC is a random house in West Jackson. As as, As far as subcontractors go, a copy of this company's 2021 proposal showed three, Cascade, Cascade Engineering out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, Expert Professional Services, XPS, out of Jackson, and H&P Construction and Consulting, also out of Jackson. Cascade was to provide the 96-gallon trash carts as part of the agreement, while H&P was to provide consulting and services. Uh, Akil Webster, the owner of XPS, was previously sued by the city after leaders say they paid his company $101,000 for services that were never authorized. XPS is still part of the contract and is receiving 6.78% of the total cost, Jones told the council. Akil Webster is also known as Akil Bakari and Willie Webster. And uh, some of the other stuff, they're just calling these all set-aside folks and free-to-land folks. He said, but you know what? I also blame these dummies that stand behind and support the mayor blindly. During his speech yesterday, Chalkline said that the neighborhood associations could not be reimbursed for dumpster because the city doesn't have the contract with the companies providing the dumpsters. But this is the same dude that told Richards to collect trash in Jackson for a year without a contract. Free to land. So that should break that down for y'all a little bit. All of these folks who are, who are getting steered these contracts these, from the subcontractor side are contributors to the Lumumba's campaign or friends, deep ties, whatever. This is not about the best bid. This is not about what's best for Jacksonians. Because if this was about what was best for Jacksonians, we would still, y'all, would still have waste, waste management picking up your trash. And you would have never been forced into this nonsense. They've known this was coming. This didn't just happen last week. This was going this way and it had been going this way for a while. And the city council stood up. I mean, I'm, I hate to see anybody not get their trash picked up. But again, you do get what you vote for. And you voted for this nonsense. You voted for this free-to-land nonsense. The reparations politics. They tried this in Detroit. It failed miserably. They brought it down here because they thought y'all were slow enough to, to buy into it. All right, we're going to take a break, get, get get back on schedule. I'm going to open the phone lines up, 601-879-0002. I've got Sean in here, a resident of Bellhaven who's dealing with not having his trash picked up. Stay trashy,
2: you... Jackson. Yeah, stay <laughs>
0: trashy, Jackson. I, I want to get Sean's opinion on all this stuff. And, uh, again, I'm not saying any of this is illegal, because I don't think it is, but it's just in terrible taste, and it shows you that they're playing with y'all's emotions, playing with y'all's lives. Y'all's family's personal health to benefit them and their cronies. This is The Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYEB. They're live on 103.9 FM here in the clayedwardshow.com studios. Be sure to go there. You can uh, buy shirts. You can check out the links to all of our podcasts, all of our social channels, our YouTube, Rumble, everything. All the links are there. Just kind of consolidated everything into one landing page right there at com. This segment is going to be brought to you by Lakeland Glass & where quality matters right out there on Lakeland Drive and on Flowwood Drive. Check out Lakeland Glass & for all of your automobile glass re- replacement needs, as well as all of your home, car, and business window tinting needs. And they also do vehicle wraps. So if you need to turn your vehicle into a rolling billboard or you just want to change the color to one of those fancy Matte finishes you're seeing everybody roll around on, they can make that happen too. And hey, they're also offering ceramic coating now. So check them out, LakelandGlassIntent.com to schedule your appointment today or give them a call, 601-946-1000, Lakeland Glass Intent, where quality matters. Sean, let's listen to uh, a little news story from WLBT last night before we jump back into this. Sure. This is from WLBT. Uh, The city attorney says the Richards
1: uh, lawsuit is laughable. Is Now filing a lawsuit, as we told you yesterday, accusing Capital City of denying them a rightful bid for garbage pickup.
2: Well, this lawsuit comes after the city council voted down a contract with the company multiple times. In a three on your side exclusive, our Quentin Smith shares details from that
3: lawsuit. That's right, so this is that nine-page lawsuit. Richard's Disposal is asking for the council's decision to be overturned and that the contract be awarded to them. The company says it's the most qualified and that council members violated legal requirements during this process. However, Deshaun Martin, who's representing the council, calls the lawsuit laughable, saying the council has every right to vote down any contract that's presented to them. nearly a year. This was the site in the capital city. Workers with Richard's disposal, collecting and picking up trash. But see, the city only agreed to go into a one-year emergency contract with the company. When it comes to a long-term contract, the city council has voted that down multiple times. As a result, the New Orleans-based company is now filing a lawsuit against the city, saying the council's decision was arbitrary and capricious as it violates clear statutory requirements.
2: All right, lawyer, what does that mean? Okay, let me just – I took some notes on this last night, I read the whole lawsuit, and I'm just going to simplify that. Reading that lawsuit, what Richard is trying to say is that the only reason the council is voting down this contract is because they don't like the mayor, or they don't want to do what the mayor wants to do. So they're being arbitrary and capricious. Okay. That's what that means. Got it.
3: The lawsuit goes on to say Richards is also entitled to compensatory damages for losses it has sustained or would have earned had the contract been awarded properly. The company believes it's deserving of the contract, calling the council's actions an attempt to usurp the executive function of the mayor and exercise that function by forcing him to select its preferred rather than the vendor chosen by the mayor as required by governing law. Lawyer. What, about that?
0: what is it? It well, says uh, an attempt to usurp the executive function of the mayor and exercise that function by forcing him to select its preferred rather than the vendor chosen by the mayor as a required by a governing law.
2: Right. I mean, the mayor is trying to say that the council is trying to work. That's that whole lawsuit that's in uh, Chancery Court, the hearing on April 17th, that the the, the – council is trying to go around the mayor is what he's trying to say that his function is to present contracts to the council and they vote on it the problem here is and this is where i agree with the council is the mayor is just saying you know you get to pick this one vendor and then he keeps on presenting the same vendor i mean it's kind of like saying look you know do you want a coke or a pepsi but i just keep giving you coke like you're like i don't want to coke and you keep there's a coke again i don't want to coke and that's that's what's going on he just keeps giving the same vendor and the council's saying hey look we with our legislative function, want to vote on somebody else, or we need to be presented with other options. We've already voted this down. This is done, and he just won't stop.
0: This goes back to, he can't veto a no vote.
2: Right, right, exactly. Like, by example, Joe Biden can't veto a a bill that Congress never passes. Gotcha. All right, Right. let's finish this up.
3: However, Attorney Deshaun Martin, who's representing the city council, says the garbage company doesn't have a strong argument. Suing the city for not giving you a contract is laughable. Martin says there's no law making it mandatory that the city council awards the garbage contract to Richard's disposal. That's why he doesn't believe this argument will hold up in court. Council has its legislative prerogative
0: to look at cost, lowest best bid, plus cost of services rendered to the municipality those elements go into the equation and then the council says this is what we decide based on the elements that go into the equation. The council has voted no on Richards using that equation. For you to sue the city over never getting a contract is a waste taxpayers funds and this should not be happening But it is. We will litigate it and win again. All right. What do you think about that?
2: I agree with Mr. Barton wholeheartedly on this one. Um, you know, I went to law school with him and his, he has two brothers, they're triplets, actually. Really? Born in Kenya. Yeah. And their older brother was a lawyer who passed away a few years ago in Precious Martin. So they're very well known. Very good lawyers I in remember, town. I
0: remember the name Precious Martin. Yeah.
2: He had a radio show, too, actually. Yeah. He was on the radio and, uh, he died in a four-wheeler accident, I think it was, a few years ago. Yeah. yeah and, um, they, uh, he, yeah, I agree with, uh, Deshaun here. I think, uh, th- Richard's trying to say, like, you can't, they're, the council's doing this because they don't like the mayor. And if you look at the request for proposal, the council can evaluate whatever the certain factors. And one of the factors uh, – price is not the only factor. I think yeah. it's 35 percent of the what they're supposed to calculate. Uh, they can look at the quality of service, their past history, which I think is a problem the council has with Richard, which is the problem that uh, most of us have is what their performances look like in New Orleans Yes, and what all of us have seen. And so the council took that into mm-hmm. consideration Say, said, look – people in new orleans or in louisiana or not i think they had baton rouge also and they yeah. weren't happy there either and so this is not something that's that we want to do and that's their that's their legislative function they're able to vote no on it which they have and the uh, and and chokeway just doesn't like it and and that's all this really pulls down to Chokeway just doesn't like and, it. and we've and we've here
0: earlier in another segment we explored why he doesn't like it right because, because he has got his tentacles one way or another allegedly allegedly into these subcontractors steering some subcontractors towards this Richards thing so that it makes it very uh, financially beneficial for those people.
2: Well, and if you – and I'm I'm using, again, the word allegedly. If you recall, I think a year ago, Chokwe himself said – that the council was allegedly, or he believed they were being bribed. I think he said Kenneth Stokes and Ashby By Foote. waste management. Right, that they were being bribed. You know, yeah. that, that, of course, there was never any evidence of that, as far as I know, or anything like that. But, um, and then I think Kenny came back and said that, you know, the mayor has spoken that dope. We all know that phrase mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and whatnot. But I think this is just, this is just a standoff between the mayor and, and the council, which is a normal, Process of government. Right. I mean, that's that they, they don't have to vote yes on his contract. And they have done that. They've not voted yes. And, and that's it. And here we are. And we're sitting here because he just he just wants to ha- he's like a child. He wants to have his way.
0: Somebody chimed in on the guns and Gear text line. Uh, let's see here. John on the guns and Gear text line said the contract was not legal. I'm guessing it's a one year contract.
2: Well, yeah, right. That was the that goes back to the, the emergency contract was not leaked. So after they couldn't agree on someone, he issued that emergency contract. The council kept voting no on the emergency contract. And that's what initially took them to court. so there's so many different cases to this, right? There was a there was an initial uh case against the mayor where it ended up in front of well Faye Peterson who transferred it to Jess Dickinson. And that's when Jess Dickinson put in that note that the mayor could veto a non vote that kind of screwed everything up and yeah. confused everybody that got fixed in a subsequent case, I believe by Larry Roberts. And that was the one that was appealed to the Supreme court. The Supreme court, like in an opinion where it looked like they're kind of laughing at the mayor saying, wait a second, yeah. dude, you can't veto a no vote. It just seems like common sense. Like, yeah. why would you think that you could do that? So,
0: all right, let's take a break real quick. Come back, land the plane for the first hour. We're here for two hours this morning with Sean York, uh, breaking down this Jackson garbage stuff. And I want to get into, uh, I want to get into the Bud Light drama too. And uh, some other things going on, not just Jackson Trash today, but uh, hey, we go with what's hot around here on the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back after this break. Well, I tell you what, you you find out off air that you got way more things in common with your white liberal buddy than uh, than you may think you do. Uh, we're live here in the uh, com studios with Sean yurt this morning. we got about a minute to go before our top of the hour break. I ran over a couple segments. you got to take it back from somewhere, and it's always the last segment of the hour um, Sean, I made an analogy during the break. Mm. You know, we were talking about that the Richard's basically just working on an illegal contract. Right. That one-year emergency contract. And the city council was like, we ain't paying this. And you're mm. like, well, they did the work. You know, I get it. I'm like, well, what if Clay Edwards decided he wanted to go work somewhere? You told me, I, I'm not going to pay you, but if you insist on working, I ain't going to stop you. Right. Then I tried to sue you for the money you told me you weren't going to pay me. hmm and you're like, yeah, but somebody in the supervisor chain being the mayor approved right. it. So that's their fight with the mayor being the top executive in the city. We got to take a break. Hold that thought. We'll be right back in seven minutes with the Clay Edwards show. Unfiltered, no sugar added talk radio. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards show. Your daily dose of reality radio, the free range human show of choice. Live here in the com studios. Check out the website there, please. Uh, Go to wherever you listen to or download podcasts. And please hit subscribe there. Also, the Save Jackson YouTube channel, I do load the show up there. And I do post little short videos and all that stuff there, too. As well as the Save Jackson TikTok and Instagram. I'm all over the place, man. Wherever you are, I'm at. And I put content there. Uh, it's not all just repeats of this show. I put fresh videos, rants, all kind of stuff. And uh, I would love to have you guys following me at those places. So just go search Save JXN on any and all social media platforms from Rumble to YouTube to TikTok to Instagram to Facebook. I'm on them. I am on them. Hey, this segment is going to be brought to you by How about my friends over at Acme Pizza and Dachries? And I'm going to tell you about A1 Gear and Auto here here soon also. But uh, tonight, Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's, it's Wednesday night, it's hump day, which seems like a great day for pizza from Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Heck, man, get out and go in person. Break the week, monot- break the monotony up a little bit. And I went out last night and got some Mexican food with a friend of mine. It was just nice to sit down and chill. I had a big old beer and went back and slept great last night. Uh, man, go do that tonight at Acme Pizza and daiquiri's. Uh Break your week up a little bit. They got nine different frozen Daiquiri's on tap, full service bar as well as pizza, pasta, burgers, fries, mozzarella sticks, and more. Hey, don't forget about their fried dynamite balls. You may be asking yourself, Clay, what is a fried dynamite ball? It is pulled pork wrapped in some, or it's some little block of cream cheese, wrapped in pulled pork, deep fried, and then drizzled with some barbecue sauce. Bro, shut up and take my money. (laughs) Shut up and take my money. And, uh. Other than the barbecue sauce, that's one hundred percent carb free. So you, you get it without the barbecue sauce. Well, that's that's a keto eating right there. Yeah, trust me on this. These are things I know. <laughs> so look, they open they open daily at four barbecue p- sauce is not keto. There are some keto ones, right? Okay, you know, but sugar-free barbecue sauce—I don't know—that's not a world but, I want to live in.
2: Yeah, I bought some. Uh, Talk about I, surviving the rapture! Oh, I go through uh, these where I, I try to just you know I'll have a drink once once a week, right? That's kind of my thing. And yeah. so I bought all the you know the, the younger generations all into these spirits like spiritless alcohol. So I bought a a bottle of a spirit you know non-alcoholic bourbon a few weeks ago. Yeah. This tasted like rot gut applesauce, man. It was so bad. I was like, "Yeah, I don't think this is something you could turn non alcoholic." It's bourbon. No, I mean, <laughs> I was,
0: like just drinking apple cider vinegar. Yeah, it was
2: terrible. It was so bad. <laughs> oh, well, look, man, don't worry
0: about that out at uh, Acme Pizza and Dairies. They got the real bourbons and uh and loaded Dairies as well. The nice frozen ones, man, they are so good. But look, get out there. Open daily, four p.m. at Fannin Mart, right there in front of the Bowling Alley in uh in Brandon there. Flowwood or whatever you call that little weird area of the reservoir that uh, nobody seems to claim Brandon or Flowwood. <laughs> I love that area by mm. the way. But I get it wrong every time. Is
2: it Flowwood? Is it Brandon? Who knows. You know, my parents lived in Bay Point if you know where that is yeah. for like the last 20 20- 22 years they just moved down to the coast but I i never knew exactly. they had a Brandon address yeah it's 04, That's it.
0: Brandon 047 047 right but look, they open daily at 4 they're open till midnight or so they're available on all major food delivery apps including take a break deliveries and hey <laughs> order your Acme pizza and daiquiri some take a break deliveries use the code the promo code clay601 all caps and get $5 off your delivery fee I mean that was support two of our sponsors in one fell swoop right there and not only are they two of our sponsors they're two locally owned businesses and that is so important to me that is so so important to me. Absolutely. All right, Sean. Hey, look let, let's uh let's steer away from garbage for just a minute. And okay. we got a we got a ton of text on the Guns and Gear text line. Um, I don't know if you were in here or not when I was um when this whole Bud Light trans can drama started
2: yeah i think i think i will i don't know if we talked about it i don't i don't know much about it except for you know i see all these memes on facebook lately that's well, what that's all that's like the like, extent of my knowledge
0: i will say it, it has spawned some amazing memes right yeah it's pretty I mean, funny regardless of that. what side you're on right you're saying, right i mean the, the memes have been epic they have, you yeah. know but look okay so i'm i don't fall in the same camp as a lot of people do you know i'm anti-cancel culture sure on either side
2: mm-hmm
0: now uh Protest with your dollars, if you so choose. I'm not telling anybody what not to do. Right. I'm just saying, um, I, I'm tired of letting far left or far right nut jobs from either side dictate what I'm supposed to have to drink or what I'm not going to drink or p- good times I'm not going to partake in or partake in. Clay's going to do what Clay wants to do.
2: Yeah. I had that same problem when I was uh, during the whole Chick-fil-A thing about 10 years ago. You remember that? Yeah. And uh and people are like, well, you know, if you're a Democrat, we just need to protest Chick-fil-A. I'm like, man, I'm not going to go to Chick-fil-A. Like, this is ridiculous. Well, it's a- here's my deal, bro,
0: on this Bud Light thing. After 20 years in the bar business, Southern Beverage took such good care of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, all I had to do was pick up the phone and say, hey, I got an issue. Man, they were out there, two, three van loads of them deep. Right. You know, f- taking care of my issue. Joey Green, shout out to Joey Green, his son Joe Polly listening this morning. My buddy Shane Batten over there at Southern Beverage. I can go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. I can name 100 people off. Uh, my old buddy, Sean Walker, used to work over there. Um, I can name off a million people, that I, uh, Mr. Costas himself. Uh, I just, man, they've Southern Beverages treated clayed were so good. My, my, my all Going all the way back to my dad's store on Lynch Street. Mm-hmm. I can't hold what National Anheuser is doing mm-hmm. against my friends here locally. I'm not going to wow. punish them, nor do I think should we. But I will say this. I don't agree. 100% I disagree with what Budweiser did. And and mm-hmm. the the the, the Transcan stuff and the Dylan Mulvaney stuff and all that I I ain't you know, on I'm not in that camp,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I, Bud does enough on our side too.
2: Right, right. Yeah, you, you know they, what
0: I'm saying. I mean that that I can. Yeah, you guys
2: I, like them? I can tell. Right. I yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they're, they they're, they're yeah. They
0: do enough on our side too. I mean, they sponsor NASCAR. They. You know, come Fourth of July, it's all about God, God fireworks, bullets. You yeah. know, I just don't like the batonies. beer. <laughs> you know, yeah, tough. I mean, to each their own. I mean, look, I, I don't drink Bud Light. I, I I will drink a Bud Light. I'm not opposed to it, but I like the I like like the Ultra, or I drink like a Beta Ande
2: Yeah, I love a Beta Indiegator. That's just that's you know, fantastic. I haven't I, had a Bud actual Bud Heavy since I smoked Marble Reds. You know, like yeah. in the late nineties. And,
0: and I'm just gonna be honest. I'm just not. A, I, I don't drink a whole lot of. I call it boat beer.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's like, what I, that's what I think of too. Your
0: Bud Light, Budweiser, Mic Ultra, uh, Miller Light, Coors Light—it's just all boat beer. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if I'm if I'm keeping something in the house, I mean, I will keep a case of a Ultra or a Yingling flight, right, at the house or something like that. I say a case, I mean a six pack, twelve pack, something like that. But if but if I'm just sipping on a beer, man, I'm I got Andy Gator, or mm-hmm. I loved um, a, a beer familiar or similar to like what a uh, Lucky Town Ballistic Blonde would have been.
2: Right, yeah. I I like those kind of heavy... Blue Moon ish type beers. You'd like Fertile Ground down. That's like two blocks from my house. Though. Yeah, I haven't Brewer, tried them yet. Man, man, they've got some good beer. They do. They really do. I mean, it's a. It's a. And, it, and I can walk home. That's I, the best know, part. It,
0: I just feel like if I get around that many white liberals, I may get stoned to death.
2: Yeah, they might I don't know, man. I, I mean, know, you I mean, come with me though, if you want one time. I can like kind of protect you. you know? I, but I mean, I think <laughs> like he's are, with me, kind of thing. Right? I think
0: people are starting to get. I'm kind of like the Dark Knight, right? And Jackson's my Gotham okay you know what i mean like i i just expect them to all right batman yeah (laughs) i expect to see the save jackson logo (laughs) up in the clouds yeah we need him we need the save jackson
2: well i think you know we talked about this before like a lot of the issues that are discussed on this show are are things that there's some things like this transgender stuff and you know things about donald trump that are political when i get it but the city of jackson stuff to me is i don't see what's political about any of this and people everybody can agree that we want Police, right? For the most part, I think most people agree with that, I
0: mean, with the exception <laughs> of that, that 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 free the land, defund the police crowd.
2: Exception of them, I think most your average citizen wants the police, supports the police, you know, loves it when the police call. They want clean water. Everybody wants – I mean, that's not a Democrat-Republican issue that I like to have clean water, drinking yeah. water. And their are trash picked up. Everybody wants that. So these are just issues that I think everybody like is very common. Jackson's actually a good example of where I look at everybody from different sides of the spectrum could, ha- could come together and be like, we just want basic government services. That's it.
0: Well, OK. Well, here's where it becomes political mm-hmm. is when we continue – or when I say we, I mean citizens of Jackson. Mm-hmm. Overwhelmingly, the majority vote for these far-left nut jobs that apparently can't govern
2: well do you think prior to chokeway uh was there a was there a far left mayor i can't think of any i don't think tony arbor wasn't far left no, or harvey no. johnson or frank melton certainly wasn't no so i mean if
0: frank Mel- frank melton was a, although a democrat because that's hmm. how you have to run in jackson to, right to, to win apparently frank was i mean by, by today's standards he'd be a a, a far-right mega conservative the way he Govern Jackson, anyway. Right. I don't know Frank's personal stuff. I know a lot. Of, Frank arrested arrested my dad, or had my dad arrested and charged with twenty different charges of contributing to a minor when night all got thrown out. Right. I know he gave Kim Wade hell You know he he went hell on bars.
2: Yeah. No one's saying Frank's awesome. I'm not yeah. saying that. I just saying this is. I don't think anybody. But would I would glad.
0: Uh, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a I, I would gladly take Frank's way. Over
2: Chalkway's way any day, right. yeah. I, I mean, I would. I think the city was better off under. I can't believe I'm saying this by the way on the radio that I think the city is better off under Frank. But I think anybody, it's been better off under anybody that's been mayor yeah. in the past, um, in the past twenty years. The, than, the, than the,
0: when, these far left, and I don't even know if this is far, these Marxists, free the land. I, mm-hmm. I go, I go back to this free the land stuff more than I do far left, or it's just weird Republican New Africa stuff. That crew, mm-hmm. they, it's, I, I refer to it as reparations politics they're gonna get theirs mm-hmm. and
2: everybody else be damn and it, it this does not work well i mean exactly though if he's if that's his politics what specifically if you think about it this way of those paul has he implemented though right that's actually going to benefit the average jackson citizen like it doesn't seem like he's i think he was wasn't he talking about like community gardens at one point was i haven't I, seen was, a community garden anywhere I i'm mean, a
0: big for they you know there, there's a great documentary and i don't know the name of it i've talked about it on the show before in Detroit, it's always goes back to Detroit with this mm-hmm. crap because they destroyed that city first. Now it's
2: doing well though. This now it's
0: doing well that they that uh that Dan Gilbert went in there and bought all of it. Mm-hmm. But you know, for
2: reinvested too, right? Then yeah, they bought yeah,
0: yeah. Dan Gilbert, you know who that is? Mm-mm. He owns the Cleveland Cavaliers and oh, that's, uh, right. ro- that's Rocket right. Mortgage yeah. and all that. Yeah, that's right. You know, he went in and reinvested and bought a bunch of the old abandoned skyscrapers and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. And uh, <clears throat> they bought a bunch of old like huge tracts of neighborhoods, tore down the old houses and built community gardens. Yeah. And yeah. then they fought that the free the land crowd fought that tooth and nail. This documentary mm-hmm. followed it over like five years, three years. Really, okay. I'll find it and send it to you. I yep. may watch it again too, because that's what needs to happen in Jackson. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, no, they they haven't, man. Everything they do, even the stuff that they do that I agree with, like I'm I am a fan of the strong arms Jackson stuff that Raquel mm-hmm. Mumba mm-hmm. uh, has put in place. But not, but see, at the end of the day, even with that, they think some of them think that that should be replaced. Police. No, that stuff needs to be used. What is that a,
2: exactly? I don't know. It,
0: it is a, it's what they call – my buddy Benny Ivey is a part of it, and John Knight, who I, I've met John once or twice. I really respect what they're doing. But, again, it's it's a nonprofit thing led up by the sisters, so I had to be questionable of all the finance stuff. Anytime, anytime they're in Lumumba's involved, yeah. I just question what are the real reasons why.
2: Which we have good reason to. <laughs> but yeah. I don't
0: question these what the work these guys are doing. Okay. Um, and it's a credible messenger program
2: mm-hmm.
0: where, you know, like – Man, we talk about these young OGs in the streets. right? Well, these are real OGs, guys who have gone to jail, committed these crimes. They're out, and they're out trying to save these kids, these these at-risk youth. Mm -hmm. And it ain't just youth. It's maybe an 18-year-old, maybe a 19-year-old. Right. They're helping getting them off the street. They're helping get them into uh, work programs. And they even have funding where, let's just say, for instance, out at Ellis Autoplex, where I work, uh, if we had a detail position open, I could call them and be like, hey – I got a spot open. We'll train this guy, uh, teach this guy a skill of how to wash cars, how to detail cars, how to buff and polish cars, where he can make real money. Gotcha. And they'll, and they'll say, okay, well, we'll pay him $15 an hour to come work for you X amount of hours a week. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah. And say, okay, well, this is a program. I can get behind this. I mm-hmm. like this. Um, so I, I, even though I have nothing for the Lumumba family, and yeah. the, and I hate the fact that the sister's involved in that, right. I can still take my blinders off. And say, okay, this is a good deal.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then the other part of the credible credible messenger deal is it helps get them, say there's some beef going on in the neighborhood. Uh, that usually, if you can get two sides down to sit down and talk, they can talk it out. Right. Well, you know, you get these credible messengers like a Benny who ran the Simon City Royals, mm-hmm. John Knight who was affiliated and sold drugs and all that. You get these OGs, legitimate OGs in there. And they can sit down and talk to these kids and get both sides to sit down and talk it out. Maybe you save a life.
2: You know, we had that happen. Actually, funny you bring that up in the DA's office. My old boss, he's passed away now, Robert Smith, when he used to be the district attorney in Hines County. he, uh, he He was really close to the Indian community. And one time he told me, he's like, you know, I uh, sometimes mediate disputes between rival factions in that community. I was like, you, you, you do what? Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like the judge, and so like these certain Indian groups would come to him and he would mediate their disputes. Kind of an arbitrator. Yeah, it was an arbitrator. It was really, it was really interesting. I was like, how did, how did you get picked for this? You know, he's like, I don't know. I just became friends with these people and they like me, and, and then that's what, he, that's what he told me.
0: We got to look at an unbiased third party.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: so again, I don't have a problem with any of that as a additive to a strong legitimate police force mm-hmm. well it's kind of the whole replace police with social workers thing
2: right right ain't about that life you no know? i mean that you, doesn't work right that's not no. we can't
0: what are you you're gonna pull up with your pad and pen and be like stop it Stop it! I mean, I think
2: we got a good example of what's working uh, with Show Capitol me the Police. Dog will hurt you. <laughs> you know, with Capitol Police, and just from my own personal perspective, because I live there in that neighborhood, uh, it's it's been relatively quiet the last few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, and they're they're driving around in these. They look like I think I told this for Clay, They look menacing in these SUVs. Like, they do. like I you know don't they want to mess with them. You know, them like uh,
0: then jump out, boys are my friends. I mean, they they, they, they got one listening right now.
2: Uh, they just they're just driving around. I see them, and I'm like, man, I just sometimes I, they always have somebody under arrest every time I drive by there's always somebody under arrest they're always doing so i think that's getting out in the community and there hasn't from from what i see in my neighborhood there hasn't been a whole a lot of crime like there was maybe a year ago in comparison to what 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 was what was going on
0: all right let's take a break come back uh, I, I do want to circle back to our our bud light stuff yeah okay and put, put a bow on that Sure. And, uh, and come back and hit some more things. This is the Clay Edward Show, joined here live in the studio this morning by Sean York-Caron. Uh, hey, we're answering legal questions, discussing everything, Jackson, having a good old time here, hitting some culture war stuff as well. We'll be right back on 1039 WYAB. Into the Clay Edward Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at A1 Gear and Auto, located right there on Highway 49 South in Florence. As soon as you go through Richland, right after you pass Tom's Fried Pies, they're going to be right down there on the right. Uh, big white building, big red sign. You can't miss it. But look, man, everything from your check engine light to your AC not working, uh, car running hot, they can handle it all. Brakes, all of that. I'm going to be seeing them soon for the brakes on my car. But uh, but they really specialize in is your ring and pinion, your differential, your rear end, all of that stuff, the gears that make your vehicle go. And I talk about it at Nauseam, but you guys who have gone and gotten these new Jeeps or these big trucks and you put on these new wheels and tires, uh, big oversized wheels and tires, two things. Your ring and pinion from the factory ain't made to pull those big wheels and tires. You're going to have your odometer all off. You're going to lose a lot of power. Let them get you checked out, get the right ring and pinion in there. It ain't going to be cheap, but it's going to be right. And for 15 years, they've been the leader in ring and pinion work here in central Mississippi. Also, just a little nugget here, when you put those 22s, 24s, those big wheels on your vehicle, or you put those oversized tires for because uh, you've lifted your truck up or whatever, those off-road tires, your factory brakes aren't meant to handle that either. Uh, and you know what? Everybody thinks they can stop till they can't. So get out there, let them get your brakes upgraded, your ring and pinion upgraded, all that. But hey, even if you don't have a custom vehicle and you had not done all that, uh, a lot of times you hear a roaring in your rear end. That means your ring and pinion is getting ready to go out. And trust me when I tell you, you don't want to be driving it when that happens. So get over there, let them check you out at a one gear and auto again everything from a check engine light to your ac not working and everything in between the only thing they don't do is diesel engine repair but they can work on your diesel engine uh your diesel vehicles ring and pinion brakes and everything else so just to keep them in mind great people over there justin's been a supporter of what we do and we want to make sure we support a1 gear and auto i know a lot of you guys are like me you drive older vehicles you know, there are some maintenance issues when you drive older vehicles, when you choose not to make a car note. So <clears throat> let them keep you on the road instead of off the side of it. Or let me rephrase that. Let them let's keep you off the side of the road, on the road, instead of on the side of the road. I'll get it right. A1 gear and Auto, located there in Florence. Uh, Sean. Yep. Um. Let's, let's circle back real quick to the Bud Light thing. And then there was something else I wanted to talk about, but I've already had a brain fart and I can't remember what it was.
2: The uh, We were talking about the uh, change in government, city government, how the process to do that.
0: That's it. Okay, yeah. We're going to get back. Can the state put the city under a conservatorship or take the city from the city? We're going to get to that. Um, to, to Back to the culture war Bud Light thing because I want to put a bow on it. I, people, um, I'm telling you, find, even if you are going to say, all right, I'm not supporting anheuser Bush, find out what else they sell over there, or what they distribute? I know a bunch of it. There's a local distributor over in Vicksburg called Key City Brewing,
2: oh man, that place is great it
0: is I'm actually gonna I think I'm going by there Saturday night, oh really yep, so they they distribute their beer over here
2: mm-hmm.
0: find you something that they that they sell that's not an anheuser product, right so you can still support Southern beverage and uh and our friends and families and all that work over there. I hate seeing them guys be punished mm-hmm. I, I just do and I, I i'm also gonna say this while i i have 100 get why you don't want to spend money with these corporations that do that I, th- then the other side of me says why do i want to let somebody's politics stop me from if you enjoy bud light or mick ultra or whatever if that's your go-to don't let somebody steal your joy that's what they want to do they want to steal your joy i mean they stole football from us you know, made it I all, still watch
2: it, but you know. made it all
0: made it all BLM and stop racism. I mean, I still chuckle every time I see an NFL game and they got stop racism in the end zone. I'm like, is that to remind those Democrat racists on the field not to be racist? Because I'm not a racist. I don't need it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just find it wildly offensive. You know, it all started post George Floyd. Another show, another day. But don't let them steal things that you enjoy from you with politics. If you enjoy it, still watch it. If you enjoy it, still drink it. But I get it if you don't. I mean, I, I really do. All right, Sean, uh, during the break we were talking about, <clears throat> um, I talked to a local a friend of mine, a local mayor here in town yesterday. Mm-hmm. I and mean, this is somebody, and I'm not going to say his name here, but this is somebody who, if he's talking about this, it, it really makes my ears perk up. This ain't a guy that gets involved in a rumor and innuendo. Right. You know, it's a real straightforward dude. He said, man, are they going to end up having to put Jackson in a conservatorship? He's like, does the does the legislature have the have the appetite for the hell that's going to come if they try? And I said, you know, man, I, if you had asked me three months ago, I would have said no. But after watching guys like Trey Lamar and them fight for HB 1020 mm-hmm. and stand up against the Black Caucus and, you know, give, it, give hell right back to them. Right. You know, maybe they do have the appetite for it. But you're saying even if they have the appetite, they may not have the legal ability.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know that there is. And I, again, I have to look this up. But in discussions I've had with several people that know more, far more about municipal law than I do, I don't think there's a mechanism in state law for them to take over. Now I know there's like 20 states that have those laws. Michigan is being one of them. You know, and they did do that, of course. But I don't believe that we have that power that the state can do that. The second issue, I think I'd we break can't go- even recall mayors. Right, we can't even recall mayors. Um, and, I mean, the second issue, you have to ask yourself, does the state really want to do that? If you hearken back to 2017 when JPS was in crisis, mm-hmm. the state didn't take over JPS, and now they had the legal authority to do so, but they didn't do that. And I think it's because they – I think Phil Bryant at the time was like, yeah, I don't really want to – this is the largest school system and the, the second largest school system in the state. Yeah. Uh, I don't really want
1: to
2: – the state didn't want to step off in that. Now, I don't know that the state is – wants to take over the city. I don't know that they want to do that, take on that. Because think about it. Your average Mississippian that doesn't live in the metro area, you know, somebody's in Hernando, he's like, man, I don't care about Jackson. No. Like, I don't want to spend the money to do that. So I think that the state legislature and the governor is looking at that and saying, do we really want to take on this animal of running a city? This is a huge thing to do. Um, so I don't know. I don't, know. Even if, I don't think that they can, and even if they could, I don't know if they want to. Sure.
0: Um, and also, conservatorship is more of a financial Right, incorrect, and, and the city is not. I mean, other than the four hundred dollars they have left in their legal defense fund, mm. the city's yes. the books actually are, are are not in bad shape.
2: Ashby said we could get the money from somewhere else, though. I read in the paper last night. You know, Ashby said, "Don't worry about the money. We we can find it." Uh, which I'm fine with if he's going to fight the mayor, I'm you know spend yeah, it all. Yeah, I mean
0: I, I I co-sign on all that.
2: Right, I mean he's a you know Kingfish ran a really good ar- uh, articles on this I think last year about the city's finances and the, the city's doing fine financially according to if I remember his articles correctly. I don't think that's an issue. They're not on the verge of bankruptcy.
0: Their credit rating had actually gone up, right? Bond I think rating so. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's that's surprising. But uh, <laughs> but cause I but, you know I could think of a lot of these these contractors are not paying too. Hmm. You know, right. I guess it's I guess it's easy to had the the books to be in good shape or the money to be in good shape if you're not paying your contract. Right.
2: You still got money in the account because you don't pay. That's yeah. I mean,
0: there's one. I can't remember who off the top of my head. so I don't want to name the wrong company, but uh, one of these companies that were resurfacing some roads,
2: mm-hmm. so like I, Northside Drive, I think that got all resurfaced.
0: Yeah, and they were like they stopped because they had not been paid. And Then the, mm-hmm. the mayor got mad because um, they just went to the media with her, or it was, or they they walked off, and mm-hmm. then the mayor was left to have to deal with it. I was like, well man, you know, you can only go so long without getting paid, dog. Right, right. I mean it may have worked for Richard's disposal, but everybody <laughs> yeah. else ain't everybody else ain't on that brother in law deal.
2: No, no. And also I think what we we're just talking about that there's a there's a mechanism in the law to change our form of government. Now there is that that we could do in the city. We could we could change the form of government.
0: That's from from a strong council to a weak council. Strong council deal.
2: Well, I was looking at the uh, changing to a council manager form, like a council city manager form, mm-hmm. where the it turns the mayor into more of a figurehead. You know, like head of the city. You had you know, like the you know, like the Queen of England is a head of state, that kind of thing, like that, that well, sort of thing. I
0: heard Kim Wade playing, um, playing Keither stamps video yesterday on his show. Who should
2: run for mayor? By the way, he's also I, Kim absolutely. Wade and Keither. Both of them are you are, would be perfect. Uh, man, think.
0: you couldn't have a better. I mean, if they could get if they could work together somehow. Yeah, right. My goodness, man. Uh, I I one hundred percent support. I would I would knock on doors for either one of them. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really would. And uh, <clears throat> DeKether said something about, and I don't understand how this works. Maybe you can help
2: me. Right.
0: I guess the clerk got moved to the mayor's office from the city council. Does that sound?
2: I haven't heard that.
0: Or how could that? How would that benefit or make a
2: difference? I'm I'm, I'm sure. I know that I mean there's a city clerk. I don't know yeah. if that changes. It. How that I'm not I'd have to read the context of that, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, and there's some there are speaking of rumor in Innuendo and I'm bouncing around a little bit here, uh back to the Richards garbage thing, the Richards disposal deal. The lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Some people are saying that the, the mayor may have nudged them into doing this lawsuit.
2: Yeah, that's what I think. I saw Ashby Foote made a comment about that the council was going to have to get somebody other than the city attorney's office to defend them. Because what he was saying is that, you know, they've They should be conflicted out because they've been a proponent of Richards. So now they're going to be adverse to Richards. Yeah. And he found that to be. And I, I kind of tend to agree with him on that. I think that, you know, they should hire some sort of outside counsel to defend the, the city council. or the, actually the city as a whole against Richards.
0: Yeah, let's uh let's check out the Guns and Gear Text line here real quick. Um I tell you what, guys, we're gonna take a break real quick. We're gonna come back and we're gonna just jump into all of your texts. Y'all been blowing the Guns and Gear Text line up. I do appreciate it. 769-241-1944. I'm a little surprised we hadn't gotten any phone calls this morning. I wanted to see what the temperature of the room was like with Jacksonians. So uh the phone line is wide open too. 601-879-000. Zero two. This is the Clay Edwards show joined in studio by my Wednesday co-host, Sean, your uh, former city prosecutor right here.
2: Assistant DA <laughs>
0: assistant DA. Yeah. Is that then okay.
2: That was what it was. Yeah.
0: Former assistant DA, uh, Hines County or city of Jackson Hines County, Hans County. All right. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards show. That's breaking rules when necessary. Uh, Sean, yeah, this segment, is going to be brought to you by Ellis Autoplex. Better yet, y'all know I work at Ellis Autoplex. Come buy a car from your boy. We got some great F-150s out there. Mm-hmm. I am so, I just want to thank everybody so much that comes out to Ellis Autoplex, whether they talk to me, Casey, Jason. I mean, I prefer you ask for me because, you know, hey, I do work on commission.
2: Where is Ellis anyway? It's I've a, seen your fuck that was on Facebook. Sure, but it's
0: right there on Highway 471. As soon as you get off 25, Mhm. Uh, past Pine Lake Church, yeah. Highway 471. So the next exit. Get off right there. Second dealership on the right. Okay. Right down there by Boo's Smokehouse.
2: Okay, so take a right. Like I used to go to my parents' house left towards Bay Point, so take a right and Yeah, take the right, and it's the second car lot on the right. Okay, I think I may have seen it before, right? Yeah, and uh,
0: right there across from Bailey's Lumber, basically. Okay, and, uh, great. <clears throat> but yeah, come by and see me. But really, I just want to extend a big thank you to everybody who comes out there and says they heard it on the show. Again, whether you buy a car from me or from one of the other guys, they do pay for advertising at the end of the day. So I appreciate you letting them know that advertising is working. And uh, Casey couldn't be more ecstatic uh, based on my conversations with him. He loves meeting you guys. He supports the calls. So support these folks to support the calls. We have another great uh, used car dealership that, that supports the calls in Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center down in uh, Crystal Springs. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a ten to $15,000 vehicle, Get down there and support those guys. If you got a vehicle you want to donate for a tax write-off, running or not, as long as you got the title, they'll come tow it from your house for free, you know, and get rid of the thing. You know that car, man, one day I'm going to work on it, one day I'm going to work on it. Next thing you know, it's sat there so long, it ain't worth doing nothing to. Mm -hmm. Man, help donate it to them. Help get somebody in a vehicle that needs a vehicle, and the money goes towards, well. A, you get a tax write-off, and then the money goes towards the Mercy House Teen Challenge, which helps get get people to beat addiction, helps put fathers back in homes and uh, helps prevent communities, you know, succumbing to like what Jackson has because of fatherless homes and drugs and everything else. It's a big circle, man. When you support these causes and these people. So Ellis uh, Autoplex. shop us online at Ellis auto uh, We got a, we specialize in pre-owned F one fifties. We do have other stuff. We call it little truck city, because we specialize in used trucks. Um, and if you want to check out Mercy House Auto Center, it's mercyhouseautocenter.com.
2: I need to come out to Ellis and see you. If some of the, I've got a 17, you've seen now in the parking lot, a 17-year-old FJ Cruiser. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Love, love a Toyota, love the FJ. But it's getting time where I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to buy a car, even though I'm just the cheapest person, maybe possibly alive. But it's, it's coming. Yep. All
0: right, let's jump into the Guns and Gear text line. I appreciate all you guys listening this morning. I know we hadn't read it, but we've had a loaded show. Sean, I appreciate you. Thank you coming and Thank doing you. this, brother. Uh, it, we'll, it's
2: fun. Uh, We're having a good time. We will
0: hit some things we disagree on at some point. I promise. Yeah,
2: I know everybody wants to hear the sparks fly. Maybe, maybe <laughs> next time. <laughs> yeah. We got uh, this trash thing has just consumed us all so much that. You know, it I has.
0: Mean, I mean, look, my number, my, my podcast numbers are through the roof. to mm-hmm. this saying, and uh, we're getting new listeners. You know, man, I get called a racist a lot, Sean, believe mm-hmm. it or not. No, you. But let me tell you what. <laughs> let me tell you what. I get more black folks that that personally come up to me and mm-hmm. thank me for doing this. They might not agree with everything I say. Hell, I don't agree with everything mm-hmm. people say. Right. You know, we're going to disagree on stuff. Sure. But I get more black folks come up to me and just say, hey, thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. I met a guy yesterday at the dealership. I uh, worked for a local uh, termite. Uh, pest control company and uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't have pay I wouldn't pay out of stereotyping a little bit I wouldn't have pegged him as a Clay Edwards show fan I mm-hmm. gave him my card he said, man I listen to you thank you for what you're doing you know met a couple of really nice black ladies over the weekend same thing and uh, that that it, it, this trash crisis and these this Jackson crisis transcends our national political
2: beliefs absolutely and I think you know I think I talked to you about this before. when in the seven years I spent in the DA's office Everybody that showed up for jury duty, 90% of everybody was black, right? But everybody's showing up, registered to vote, sitting on juries. They care about the communities. Everybody cares about their communities. There's there's more people that care about that that are on, I think, than are on the side of Chokeway and who, to me, doesn't care about the city. I think the average guy that goes to his home, he cares, and that's why everybody agrees with this because everybody wants their trash picked up. They want clean water.
0: There's a silent majority
2: yes, on the black I, side, I, too. I, I absolutely believe that, right?
0: Yeah, there's a silent majority over there as well that are I, they're, because of the demographics of, of criminals they live around, mm-hmm. um, they're scared to speak out. Yeah. You know, well, I, I feel like I, I joke around. I call myself the voice of the voiceless mm-hmm. a little bit because I feel like I'm up here and I've just decided that I'm going to say the things that y'all don't feel comfortable saying. Right. And I'm going to speak for you a little bit and fight the fight for you. Let's read some of these texts. Sure. Unknown texture here says, When people run for mayor, it should be a minimum of three people running. I wish we can narrow it down to two. Uh, we don't need all these people coming out of the woodwork like they did last year. Yeah, look, you're gonna have you're gonna have Wanda Evers. You're gonna have a bunch of these people who run for mayor every time. Uh, and I ain't got no problem with Wanda. She's always been nice to me. But come on, Wanda Evers ain't winning the mayor.
2: I, I don't even know who that is. Who is who's uh, Wanda?
0: It's uh the other Evers,
2: uh, Merle's uh, sister, or no, it's... I don't, uh, I don't know.
0: it's um his Daughter, uh, they had the radio station. Oh, okay, okay, I'm just I, I can't believe I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It was, uh,
2: oh, Charles Me- Charles, it was yeah. Med- Medgar's, Medgar's niece, uh, brother, okay, uh, Medgar's niece, okay, but yeah. Charles, uh, Charles's, Charles's brother, daughter. Yeah. 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 And I mean, look, I mean, he died I, that, a few years ago, didn't he?
0: Yeah, I mean, that name carries a lot of weight, and mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day, I just don't think she's gonna win. You know, mm-hmm. we need somebody in there that's gonna get down there and raise hell and do things, but. Anyhow, uh, another – but I agree. we got t- too many people running. creates a cluster. Sure.
2: You know. Sounds like y'all's uh, Republican primaries to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got, you got a lot of people running.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Reagan uh, says, Jackson is a lost cause, not caring if we are ever found. The hearts of the people of Jackson – would have to change towards the benefits of standards. The truth about race and racism, the proper way to rear children, the guaranteed results of self-reliance, the opportunities provided by education, respect for authority, the values of righteousness, and the worth of life. If we will not look at these, we'll look around Jackson. Uh, Reagan is a black conservative. Mm-hmm. you know, So he has a bunch of really well-thought-out opinions on this stuff. Here we go. Unknown texter. Why hasn't some attorney sued the water department on behalf of the customers? Also, why hasn't the state audited the city, all departments? Where is the money going? I, the state, my understanding, the state cannot get involved if it's not state money.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, well, I think the, I think the auditor can still audit city government, though. I believe right, he still has the power to do that.
0: Well, I mean, I, I've been kind of told different things, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, surely somebody has to be able to audit these folks to make sure they're not stealing. Isn't Chad always
2: indicting every city clerk in the state? That's what I always see on the news. I, maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I thought that's what I've noticed. I think
0: it's county clerks.
2: Or maybe it's county clerks. Okay. No, could they, be. They,
0: they can go into a, a non-incorporated. Well, business. he's not
2: indicted. He doesn't power indict. I mean, like mm-hmm. the DA, whatever county it's in. Yeah.
0: yeah so let's see here. Uh, unknown Texture says, can you say Jackson, Mississippi? Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the text here. It says, two million people. Fled America's big cities from 2020 to 2022. Can you say Jackson, Mississippi? You obviously did not get in the memo. Only whites can be racist. Well, <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, John, I kind of read some of this earlier, but I'll get back to it. It says contract was not legal. Referring to the, the emergency, emergency contract, contract, right? Yeah. It says most contracts are bid out. Why not? Yeah. Most contracts or are, are bid out. Why not this one? There was never any open bids. For this contract
2: i think there was initially with waste management that fcc and um and richards they're back in, in the summer of 2021
0: yeah and somewhere in there too uh, because Polo and Pickett, when they were doing their show, were stomping for this other company when
2: this all first started. Mm-hmm. FCC? Was that, the one?
0: was that the one that Socrates Garrett was involved no, in? No, I think
2: that's a different one. I think Socrates had, like, National Waste Management, something like that. Because they were stomping for that. Mm-hmm. And, that. was a fourth company that didn't really write.
0: Yeah, and th- that's when they were saying that it was racist for waste management to have it, mm-hmm. that it all needed to be black-owned. That's when you lose me. Mm-hmm. The second you lose me on any of this stuff, and I and I figure out exactly what it's about, is when you tell me this, that... Whatever vendor the city is using has to be black because Jackson's black,
2: right? Just, right. No. Well, I mean, I think right now anybody, I think everybody, just whoever the whatever color the vendor is, I don't think anybody cares at this point. I just want the trash picked up. Yeah, I yeah. think anybody would go for that. I, I think most people. I'm hoping most people are with the council on this. I think you know, well, or with the, the 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 three council members' foot banks and by the way did you see vernon hartley on the news this weekend that's a guy i want to represent my ward yeah i mean he was out there picking up trash saying i'm whole he sounded like mel gibson in the patriot he's like i'm <laughs> holding the line against the mayor I, I i have so much respect for that guy I, 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 me too uh here's
0: one from carl ray and i can actually answer this he goes where would richards take the trash to landfill where it's the same place waste management uses how much are they going to pay to dump trash at a landfill why are they so much cheaper well they're just making less money, but they're still making a lot of money because mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason. Um,
2: waste management still picks up the commercial buildings like yeah, downtown, and they still they, have that contract.
0: They do. And the uh, there's transfer stations, mm-hmm. and waste management owns all the transfer stations. Right. You know, So Richard's having to pay waste management to use the transfer stations, mm-hmm. and then uh, however it gets from there to the landfills or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, people are finding out, man. Another side effect is and we gotta take a break. But another side effect is a lot of these private businesses and uh people who have these rollback dumpsters and dumpsters on their business sites, mm-hmm. they're like uh the guy. like at my
2: office we've got one, right? Yeah, yeah well like the guy I'm over not telling y'all home. where it is because maybe we will come up there and dump.
0: Like the like Gene Lee that owns Big Apple. Yeah. He's had to pay another six hundred dollars because of people illegally filling up his dumpster.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the city ain't gonna reimburse these people. Joe
2: said they weren't, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. But they, they should be sued because now business owners who have stuck it out through everything in Jackson, are now g- getting literally hit in the pocketbook because of Jackson's inability to pick up its own trash, and their dumpsters are being filled up. Yeah, it, it. I hope there's a reckoning from this. I hope everybody remembers. We got to take a break. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards show. Breaking rules when necessary. We got about a minute left here. Um, Sean, I sent you an article from NBC News. We yeah. it was Sean York run. And it was about the Jackson trash crisis. And, man, you could read the undertowing of this. They tried everything they could to make it about race without just saying it because they just there's no race, there's no way to blame this on any kind of racial discrimination. But they talked about the Jackson water. They talked about the, the crime and the poverty. And they just spun this into, whoa, the poor Jacksonians, every way they could except being able to blame it on race. How Do you think by the end of next week they're going to find a way to – uh, make all this about race somehow or another
2: I, you know, that, I do question that clay i mean if that's going to happen just because of what happened with during the water debacle mm-hmm. i there's i think i sent you that map of jackson's pipes do you remember that yes. the color coded pipes and that we have some pipes downtown that are uh, pre uh 20th century pipes yep. and I, t- I talked to one guy at mdoc and they said there's water, wooden water mains downtown <laughs> still so i th- the issue with that the 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 pipes all, all right, hold, hold that thought.
0: Sorry. We got it, and the show's over. Sean, thank you. Nice. Uh, we'll see you back here soon, uh, next Wednesday at the latest. This is The Clay Edwards Show. Mike Madison up next. See you tomorrow.
1: Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as The Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9. W-Y-A-B